On Second Shot, we tackle two new headlines every week to find out what kind of wisdom the world is dishing out today. And we want you to be a part of that. When you see a headline you want to take a second shot at, or if you're looking for advice, or just want to tell us what you think of the show, email us at secondshotcast at gmail.com. If you like what you hear, rate us on iTunes. This helps us move up in the ratings so more people will see us. And if you want to hear more, subscribe to the show so that the new episodes will get straight to you every single Friday. We love you. Thanks for listening and enjoy. There's a lot of news in the world today. News that might surprise you, startle you, upset, or maybe impress. News that's not always for the faint of heart. That's why the man who failed his way to success, Heath Oaks, is stepping up. Tackling today's headlines with ignorance on fire in a way only a millennial mogul can. Take off your sport coat, grab a beer, and enjoy the conversation. This is Second Shot with your host, Heath Oaks. I have decided wholeheartedly when I want to commit a crime, I'm going to wear blue jeans, a sweater, and a hat because nobody can recognize me. You are unrecognizable. I, you came in here. I don't think I've ever seen you with a, a hat on. I don't think I've seen you dressed down either, but the hat completely threw me I've, off. I've, I don't you look wear, like a 12-year-old. I've known Robert. We, uh, we got Robert here, guys. Hey, welcome to What's the show. Up? We got Robert Halbert. We got Matt in the studio. Yes, hello. Y'all, y'all have heard Robert several times on the deal. Robert, you've known me my whole life. How many times have you seen me wear a hat? I can't even. I don't even know. Yeah, I, I can tell you. I saw I walked you walk through you the parking lot. And I thought you, you were a know that college kid or something, and just and you know me my whole life. Yeah, and you didn't even know that was me. That's what's funny. So if I commit a crime, it will be now, in an outfit like this. Let's let's talk. You've had this hat on, and it's from 1984. Yeah, were you even born in 1984? Nope. Okay, <laughs> it says Reagan and Bush on it. So for all you young listeners. You'll have, to, you'll have to Google who Reagan and Bush is, maybe, but, you know, it's, it's, it's a good-looking hat. It's is a that, Ray, Reagan Bush Is that, like, vintage? Team. Is that That's a vintage, from, yeah. from the time period? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's the That's vintage cool. hat. I just thought it was cool. And it cool. looks brand new. So. Yeah, it is brand new. It's, it's, I just it's got cute. it for Christmas. Yeah, he got it for Christmas. I did. <laughs> I like the hat. I, I was. I, I. I don't know why you're hating on my hat. I'm not hating on your hat. I think you look great in it. Thank it you. Makes, I think, how was How I was mean, your Christmas? Mine was, was great. How yeah. about yours? It was. It was pretty good. We went out to uh, the country. We have family out in Springtown, out west of Fort Worth. Yeah. Um, my dog ran away for about 20 minutes. That was scary. But uh, <laughs> other than that, it was a pretty good. Pretty good vacation. I got a dog. I wish I'd run, did run away. <laughs> Santa Claus brought it last year. <laughs> and I tried to, to get stay away. up this year and make sure I could tell Santa Claus about this damn dog he brought us, but I never saw him. So <laughs> apparently, the trick is to just let your family leave it outside and not tell you, and then uh, and then <laughs> it'll it'll disappear into a cow they, pasture. They can do that. Yeah. Well, I tell you, this what's funny is I um I, I can't believe I'm sitting down. My butt hurts so bad. Like my wife is like uh, she was a snowboard instructor. She grew up in North Idaho, so she grew up snowboarding all the time. And she she would go do and she would like snowboard instruct for like three hours. At this place, and they would give her a free lift ticket for the rest of the day, so she could go snowboard and stuff. And um, so we go up there, and, and we almost got divorced over this. Now you gotta understand something. I I've snowboarded three times in my life. Mm-hmm. Okay, so my butt is already black and blue by the first time we go down something. Well, then I finally start getting some turns down. She takes a wrong. She take. She said this is in quotes. She accidentally took the wrong turn, and we went down a black diamond. Oh, oh no, no, no. I'm no, green no. only, buddy. My fat green butt only. was rolled up in five foot of snow. Couldn't get out of it. Couldn't get out of the snow. I'm laid up against trees. I took, but next thing you know, I got the snowboard off, thrown it, and I am cussing. How loud. do you get that? You, I mean, you have no choice at that point just to get down the mountain, right? Like, yeah, your, you have no you choice. Down, Matt, yeah. Matt, you get to where I almost got divorced over this. <laughs> I've been skiing one time, and the and it was cool. I want to go back. I was telling Heath when they were up there because he was talking about going snowboarding. 
that uh, I've been kind of having the itch to go back and go skiing. I think it's funny you say that because like, oh, you should snowboard, and I'm like, nah, I'm gonna stick with the skiing if I go back. But well, kind 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 of the kind of the op- definitely interesting. Yeah, kind of the opposite of no the, black for me. Kind of the opposite of divorce we got on, on the new headline. This headline from this past week is a headline: Engage. Check out the ring as Jordan Spieth seemingly pops the question to his high school sweetheart. Yeah, Aww. that's nice. Jordan Spieth finally. Um, Popped the question to his high school sweetheart, been with her for a long time. Um, you know, got her obviously a very nice, beautiful ring. And if you don't know who Jordan Speeth is, you know, you're under a rock. And he is one of the, you know, most famous professional golfers. He's from here in Dallas. And seemingly so far, Jordan Speeth has this good guy image. Right. Seems um, like a pretty good dude as far does, as we can tell. Everything anybody says, he is nothing but a good guy. I guess you never know these days, but I'm gonna I'm gonna bet that he's so all right. far so good. Yeah. Um and Spieth, been with this girl since high school. Um, Hope it know. doesn't mess up his golf game. You know, sometimes yeah. my, my baseball coaches tell me all the time, "You don't need a girlfriend right now." It's gonna. Well, she's mess been up with him since but high he'll, school. He'll probably be okay. So they've been, you know, it's not. Wait like till they have a Brighton running around. That may that may that mess up his golf. Or an Ava. You know, um, so one of the things about this, I thought this was a perfect topic coming in New Year's, just to kind of talk about marriage in general. You know, I, I'm only. A year and a half or so into mine, you, you're what ten or so? Ten years, September fifth yeah, yeah. this year. So, so uh, and I got, and I'm a new dad. You're you're not a new dad. You've been a dad for a while. Um, you know, I've had some very surprising things. What's surprising to me is that if I am a a father that just like maybe washes my daughter's bottles and changes her diaper and watches her like a parent should, mm-hmm. I get all the time. Man, you're such a good dad. My wife is like over there trying to get her off a of bite in her breast because she's got to feed her all the time, pumping everywhere she goes, and working full time doing all this. And nobody's always like, you're such a good mom. They expect that from her. Right. But yeah. from us as a dad, that's not. And whenever I do stuff as far as a husband, then I will post something on Facebook or something of acknowledging um, how awesome my wife is. Some people are like, oh, I like how you do that. You know what? This has got to change, guys. The New Year's, the, the this shouldn't be, it should be the same way. Like, it should be the cool thing to be the awesome dad that actually does stuff with your kid. And it should be the cool thing to actually love your wife and appreciate and be grateful, like, and, and not be, like, it not cool. Like, it should be cool to be 100% faithful and awesome to your wife. Don't you agree? I agree 100%. I mean, I, I the funny thing about, like, a marriage for me being married 10 years i was actually in a serious slash marriage relationship before and it was totally different once you you know once you get to with the right person that you, you gel well with it's, it's pretty fun now i will tell you you know after don't 10 you gotta years, make decisions though to make it absolutely work too? you yeah. gotta work it's it's it's, yeah. it's 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 a full-time job i mean and the great thing you know for me in a funny way is is you know my you know my wife is really she's always pushed me to be better as a person be better as a husband, be better as a dad. Sometimes I'm I'm hard on myself a lot because I, I don't know that I'm as good a dad or as good of a husband as I need to be. Um, but the bottom line is is I'm always trying to get better. I don't know if it's out of fear. Yeah, but you're or, always with your kids what? and everything all the time too. That's what I'm saying. That's why sure. it's good. We're like you're always with your kids. You're always involved with your kids. Your kids become first in your life as well. You're on that same level that 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 sure. that I hope that I can be on as well. That you're further down and the it, road. And it gets. But why is that not cool? Why? Why is it cool? It's a it's a culture thing. It's a culture. Yeah. It's it's just you look up and 
you know, and I say it all the time, you know, and I like to do what I like to do sometimes. Too, Absolutely, a lot of I do too. But, a, but my wife day, should too. My wife should have her own. Most of my too. buddies that are like, oh man, you know, it's it's miserable as hell, blah blah blah. And then I'm like, hey, when's the last time you did something with your wife? I don't know. Yeah. When's the last time you got off your dead ass and washed some dishes? You yeah. know, um, that's that's the kind of stuff that you look at and go, hey, if you want to have a happy marriage. Put some effort into it, you know. I get a lot of comments. I open my wife's door every time we get in the car. I have for 12 years. Yeah. People go, oh, you still do that? Yeah, absolutely I do it. You know, that's just a gesture I, of my appreciation for all the great things she does. I do think it's a cultural thing, too, in that guys are, like, so little is expected of guys. I mean, guys throughout, right. like, commercials and television and, and movies, like, guys are made out to be buffoons, and they're not... They're not responsible. They're always the ones that are. Because the majority that are, of the time they're not. No, that's true. I mean, it comes from a true place. <laughs> We're all but, not. We have to work at it. Let's I think. Be I think everybody believes that's what a guy is. It's just like this this bumbling idiot who can't get things together and is not taking care of their kids or is doing whatever. And right. uh, and yeah, it's. It, I guess it is surprising well, when it, someone it, it breaks is, out of that mold. It, and and that's what I kind of. I hope I want to. I want everybody to kind of go into this New Year's. And, and if you're a guy listening to this, look, I fully believe. That the cool thing is being the dad and being the husband. I think the cool thing is is being faithful to your spouse. I think the cool thing is is being whooped by your wife. That should be what you should strive for. You know, because I fully believe that what you put in something, you get out of it. And sure. the reason why I don't ever bitch, because if, if I want to go race go-karts or I want to go do whatever, my wife doesn't gripe at me. You know why? Because I do for my wife. Right. I give her her breaks. She deserves it as much as I do. Right. She and trusts it, you'll be there yeah, when you're not doing that stuff. Yeah, and this isn't this whole, like, equality speech. This is more so that a call to dads to step up and be right. the men they need to be. You'll be a man, be tough. No, a man should be a man, a husband right. and a father. Sure, like, for sure. My daughter's not going to question who her daddy is. I will, I've been there every step of the way. And that's what I, I've always I, I like about you. So you. Everything you and Amy do either revolves around your kids or you and Amy. For sure. And here's the other thing that you and Amy do is, y'all don't just do it all kids. There are many times you, you and her do your trips to Dallas by you it's and her a, coming to the hotel, the and that's thing. important. I always tell, and Amy and I both agree, you know, when you really get down to it, at the end of the day, when, you know, when your kids are grown, they're going to go find their person. Mm -hmm. So a lot of times you see moms or dads that put their kids Jenny so far and I first. did the same thing. So far we first. We put so our, kid, first, our spouse first. Right. You, your, your number one's got to be your spouse. And because if they're not, when your kids are gone, what do you have? What, what do you I have agree. left? What That's why so many people it, get divorced it, after thirty years. Down the stretch of ten years, I can tell you, you really got to get focused on what really matters and what and really make yep. sure because it gets tough sometimes. I yep. mean, it's not always it's not always just sunshine and rainbows. But you have to make an effort. You have to make a decision. Like it sure. is. Like people think, oh, it's love that is easy. No, it's not. No, you still have to. I have to Absolutely. make. I have to make a decision on a daily basis to remind myself. Do something for your wife. Make sure your wife knows she's, right. you know, those are, those just don't come out, out of just, you know, naturally. You have to make that decision. I, I, I just, I want to make a call to action on the first year. I want the new thing for men to be cool, to be a husband and to be a father. I think that should be the new norm, sure. don't you? Absolutely. And I'll tell you, know, I always say this too. I can always get better at it. So I always, oh, absolutely. I always let everybody know that well, I'm not perfect by any means. Well, we're going to come on back here on the second segment. We're going to talk a little bit about some burnt bagels. This should be pretty funny. Mm, I like burnt bagels. He's a suit and tie kind of guy with deep southern roots. Heath Oaks hosts more of Second Shot coming up on RNCN. 
Hear ye, hear ye. Great news for all of you guys. Colonial Life is hiring some salespeople from all over the country. No matter where you are in the United States of America, if you're looking for a sales career, if you want to just learn more about what Colonial Life does, send an email to mbeltran at colonialife.com. M-B-E-L-T-R-A-N at colonialife.com. We'll get you set up with the right people you need to talk to and see if maybe if you're going to win that job. If you're in the Metroplex area, great. If you're in St. Louis, great. We're going to have office there for you. M-B-E-L-T-R-A-N at ColonialLife.com and change your career today. Ready? Aim. Fire. Second Shot is back for another round on RNCN. I can't lie, I was laughing so hard we ended that last segment, and Robert, like in a sexy voice, is like, mmm, burnt bagels. <laughs> I don't even that eat bagels. That was in like a sexy voice, too. He's like, oh. I was just trying to be funny. You see, it worked out. Yeah. I, at my own expense, but it worked Never out. heard something so excited <laughs> about burnt bagels. And you laughed as soon as you said it, because you realized, that's, why did I do that? It's great. Y'all make sure y'all hear that part and, and leave some sort of uh, feedback for that for me. Mmm, burnt bagels. I'm going to say that everywhere I go now. Mmm, <laughs> burnt bagels. <laughs> Maybe that'll Einstein be, Brothers will hook us up. Maybe that'll be the new random saying out of nowhere, you yeah. know? Like, mm, burnt bagels. Can you imagine Einstein? I mean, they could be To a, mean whatever you, know, you whatever. want it to mean. Yeah. Whatever. It can be just totally random. Well, the reason we're talking about mm, burnt bagels is because we got this next headline, which is, um, well, it's funny if you weren't there. If you were at the St. Louis airport, you, you're. this is probably not very funny to you. Uh, but it said, burnt bagel forces St. Louis airport evacuation on freezing night. So, apparently... Uh, there was just a chilly night. Um, how cold was it, Matt? Uh, Eleven degrees. I'd say that rates a little bit more than just a chilly night. Yeah, 11. cold as hell. Where <laughs> yeah, we come that's down. cold. <laughs> that's cold. An em- an employee burnt a bagel at a, at a restaurant terminal. Okay, nothing. I mean, it that, happens. That, that happens a lot. It like, happens. let's all be honest here. Yeah. Burning bagels is kind of normal. Um, but but what was funny was is that um, they didn't know what happened or where it came from. A little bit of a burnt bagel. Next thing you know, they evacuated everybody right there's an alarm there's smoke going people don't know what's happening that much smoke like it's a burnt bagel like it's not like a billow you know not like this this like just what about the aroma i mean at some point that doesn't smell like anything that should make you right that's just smell good right well i don't know if it smelled good but it smells like a burnt bagel while ago we went "Mm, "Mm, burnt bagel bagel. (laughs) (laughs) that was good um hundreds of travelers they walked out the tarmac walked outside they had to stand out in the 11 degree weather for 10 minutes, and then had to come back through and go all back through check-in, security and everything again, all because of a burnt bagel. But let's wait a minute. Was it really because of a burnt bagel? Well, you're right. Exactly where let's I was think going and right. thinking about this yeah, was. Right. Um, we, if, you, anything you, if you talk to people that work with Robert and I, okay, for instance, we'll tell you, they will all tell you that the key to our success is systems. We're, we're, well, and, and that took both of us uh, time to learn because it wasn't a natural thing for us to do. But um, we have a system in place for everything now. We have systems for everything to follow. And, and here's the thing is, uh, here's when, when people ask me, well, what's your system? Here, here's a system. You have, you, you, are you a coffee drinker, Matt? Yes. Okay. In, in your house, you have a coffee pot and stuff? Yes, we, okay, do. So we have two. Wherever your coffee pot is, um, is, is typically... Are your coffee mugs kind of probably in the counter above it or below it? Uh, the coffee mugs are right above it. The coffee filters are in the cabinet below it. Okay. So if if I was a coffee drinker and I had my, my, my coffee deal over here on this counter, and then you walked over 10 foot 
every morning because the coffee cups were on the other side of the kitchen, mm-hmm. and then your filters were in the pantry, mm-hmm. and your actual coffee was in the garage. Would that make sense? No, that would not make any sense so, whatsoever. So you as a coffee drinker, what you inherently did was is you created a system because sure. when you first moved in your home, you, you walked down trying to find all the cups. You said, you know, I'm going to put the cups right here. Right. I'm gonna put all, that's a system. You created a system to make your coffee experience more efficient. Now, the truth is my wife has, has bought too many coffee cups, and so they're all over the house, but the ones I use but you know, are, right there. <laughs> are where yeah. I want them to be. That's a system, and that's where I get doing people. It seems like to me, right. these people in St. Louis didn't have no system to go, maybe one person could have just ran around and realized it was a burnt bagel, but they have obviously zero systems in place. What, do you, what is your thought on systems? Well, I mean, I live and die by a system. <laughs> I mean, it, you know, and, and the thing is, is like when I look at it, it goes all the way through the whole, if you look at a system from in, in – you know, from the beginning to the end is all the way down to the report and the troubleshooting of your system and everything else. So, you know, you got this bagel that's burning or you got something, even if you don't know what it is, what's your checklist? What do you, what do you go through every single time something like that happens to make sure before you pull the big alarm and everybody scatters? I mean, it's just like, that's what they do. They pull the big alarm and everybody's out. Right. And it's like, Hey, if we would have gone through at least a little bit of a checklist, it's got, okay, what's, what's the root of the issue quickly, you know, and, you probably could have prevented, you know, it, how much money could that have cost that airport? How much time did it cost that airport? Oh, sure, there had to be like some sort of airport yeah, I mean, employee near that restaurant who could run over there and say, "Hey, what's going on over here? Mm. You guys got a fire, or is it is it something else?" And they could, or if they had said, a no, system a burnt, that if it happened, if a bagel was getting burnt, that they could have picked up the phone and called and rang an airport security and just said, "Let's you know it's a burnt bagel." Yeah, hey, we got the smoke. They could have got a loudspeaker and went, mm, "Burnt bagel." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that would have worked really good. Your voice doing it too is even better. I mean, the, the, uh, I, I guess it. the flip side of this is they did have a system in place, which was whenever there's smoke, they pull the big alarm and run like hell. So right. the they were maybe too attached to their system to be flexible and and saying right, like okay. Our our system says you see a smoke alarm, you evacuate the airport. You're right. That's prob- that probably is sure. it. So, so this is a good time to take a look at re-evaluate your system, your system and reevaluate it right. and see how it can be more efficient. Because you still want the big alarm if you need it, but could we have prevented getting to the big alarm in an efficient manner? To so how can we relate the systems talk and things about systems to anybody listening that maybe they're an employee somewhere or maybe it's in their own home, maybe it's just a household thing like. Are there any other types of things that you think of when it comes to systems? Um, and, and, you know, what is, your, what, do you, what is a system to you? I mean, it's, to me, it's an efficient way to get to an end result. Yeah. And that, that's going to get the, or should I say, to the end of the road to get the results that you want. Without having to, like, think about it, right? Right. Like, it's like, it's right. like you don't want to go, um, you know. Um, to go turn on a light switch. That's a system. You walk over, you hit the switch, as yeah. stupid as it sounds. Now, if you walk over and you mess with the switch and you don't ever flick it because you didn't think to flick it would be the right or, way to do it. Or, mean, for instance, not or not having um, your light switch by your door so when, when you walk in, it's there. If you had it on the other side of the room, that wouldn't make any sense, yeah, right? right? Exactly. So, I mean, so, so that's, that's a system, everything right? Everything right. is systematically, you know, every, <laughs> if you really stop and think about it on a daily basis, you're, you're, everything you do is pretty systematic to but don't you think there are those key fundamental parts? Like, so in our sales process, we, we, we have the, the fundamental parts that you do weekly, right? Right. Consistency is what we believe is key. Mm-hmm. You can be sloppy at all, but if you're consistent with it. So I think in a personal life, talking about some New Year's resolution stuff, you know, there's a lot of times that people and everybody listening here will go, I'm, I got too much going on. I am too busy. I, maybe I'm going to start this deal. Maybe I'm going to do any of that. You need to sit down and create yourself a calendar and a system for your personal life like you got a boss telling you what to do. If you do that, and like, look, here's the thing. 
I believe it's it, the important part is, is to you've got to do it long enough to create the habit. Don't go out there and decide to fill up your calendar with, you know, where you're somebody who always wings everything. You have no personal system in place for you or your family, but yet you all of a sudden want to try to implement 10 of them, right? Right. You'll drive everybody crazy. It, it'll fail miserably. Come up with those couple key fundamentals. If you were to try to talk about maybe a couple key foundational points for if you they were starting a weekly deal, what would some things be that you recommend? I mean, just once you once you sit down and figure it out or what you're going to do and what you want to do and how you want to do it, you know, a lot of people, we talk about it all the time, be consistent and continue to do it. Don't commit to doing it for two or three weeks because after about the third week of any system you try to put in place, it's going to be very painful. It's going to feel you're going to start questioning it because there's going to be that, that, that downtime to really get through it. Commit yourself to doing it for, you know, you know, six to 12 weeks so you can really see the results from it. And that's one of the things that we preach a lot, especially with newer people coming in that we're trying to implement <laughs> systems with is no matter what happens, you got to commit to me for the next, you know, 12 weeks that you are going to run this just like we talk about. And then usually about week three, week four, they're calling going, damn, this is tough. I'm like, keep going, keep going, keep going. Same thing, anything that you do, just forming that habit over that period of time because it becomes painful because there's going to be parts of what you do that you don't like to do. That's the reason why people avoid doing those things whenever they're running any kind of system is once you get to that point of something you don't enjoy doing or you don't like doing, all of a sudden the system's not any good anymore, and that's not the case. You've got to push through those things. And I think like we talked about, it's it's also good to revisit that at some point and say, are we – are we being the most efficient that we can be and not just do things because that's the way we've always done it? And them, also you know? understanding to me, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Is, no, no, no. Is, is a system's not always, system doesn't mean easy. Yeah. System doesn't mean easy. It just gives you a, 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 you a roadmap know, to follow. Yeah, a roadmap to follow. And you got to be consistent with it and execute. And here's a good thing we're going to come back on this third segment because we're going to talk about some New Year stuff and with systems because I wanted to roll these two in together. Um, is that, I think I got I want I got a couple ideas that I want to throw out to you guys and give you some sample, basically cornerstone things that I believe can really improve your weeks of systems uh, of things like that. And we're gonna bring that up on the third segment when we get done. We got a listener email as well, so we'll be back on the third segment of Second Shot. Now that's what I call ignorance on fire. More of Second Shot with Keith Oaks still to come. Ignorance on fire, a journey of failing your way to success. It is time for you to finally go get my book. You can get it in a hard copy. You can get it through reading it on your iPad or your Kindle. And you can also get it with this beautiful redneck voice of mine in audiobook style at audible.com or anything like that. So amazon.com, you can download the Kindle or paper and you can get it on the audiobook style. You've been hearing us talk about it forever and you've been trying to sit there and tell your friends, I'm going to get it one day. Today's the day. Go get it. And it will change your life. Get after it today. Ignorance on Fire, a journey of failing your way to success written by none other than myself. Thank you. Love you. And go pick it up today. Stop. Go now. Kick off your boots or suit up. The choice is yours. Welcome back to Second Shot on RNCN. Mmm, burnt bagels. Mm. <laughs> it's going to catch on. It will. I'm it's going to catch on. It's going to be the news. I had a, I had a boy at my house this, uh, the other night. And I, I started calling him Pee Wee, and now everybody's calling him Pee Wee. I'm, I'm good at that kind of stuff. I mean, someone's so looking for a marketing ba- person. So, I'm, I'm the guy. So burnt bagels is going to be the new thing, like mm, burnt bagels, mm. like for like the everything random, right? Right. Uh, well, I want to I want to roll in. I want to roll from the bagel thing, and I want to talk about some systems about New Year's because this is this be out you know New Year's, where uh, giving some tips and ideas. But 
first of all, I want to bring up one of our um, one of our listeners sent an email, which on Christmas actually, and, and you know that's why I really wanted to bring this up because I thought it was very cool. Uh, Sharon Bagnell, I probably said that wrong, but Sharon Bagnell, dear Second Shot, I want to thank you for your continued podcast. I look forward to your weekly views on things. This past week, your podcast on who dines at your table really hit home. A few years ago, I changed to set at my it set at my table of my life. I looked at friends um, that I didn't like their values, and I no longer want to hang out with them. I have made myself stronger and happier due to this choice. I have a career that I'm about to apply for a promotion in. Things that I never thought were possible are happening before me. I love to push myself and see the wonderful things that are happening. Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, Sharon Bagnell. And I thought it was perfect to bring this up because, you know, like I've said, the whole who sits at your table was something that you really ingrained in me that you brought up with a lot of the managers and. And so it obviously worked very well for her as well. It's it's huge when you stop and look at it. And I, you know, I could talk about that for hours, but you know, it's it's neat to see you know people talk about it because you know I always talk when you talk about people sitting at your table, you know, and and you can attest to anybody can. It may be a family member oh, that's yeah. at your table that can't be at your table anymore, and sometimes it may be someone that hurts you that can't be at your table anymore, but growing as a person and and, and progressing whether it's personally or business wise it's kind of it's part huge. of looking at that that system and re re you know right re, taking a look at it sometimes it's yeah. taking a look at who's at your table right or what you're bringing to the table with yeah, you, yeah. You, know, oh, yeah, you yeah. know it could be hindering you too but at the end of the day you know i, I always you know systematically all the mm. way down to that if someone's sitting at your table that is is poison yeah is poison or that doesn't see things the way you see them, you know, from even talking the systems to talk about implementing a system of any sort, sometimes they got to go away, you know. Mm -hmm. um, I always look up and, you know, I, I struggle a lot. We were talking on the break, you know, about, you know, being consistent with listening to positive stuff, I, I, I you know. Your or, personal system. Right, personal you're, systems. You're, 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 you're consistent in the business systems. Right. You've struggled in your, po in your consistent. Right personal and systems. it's funny though this year has been a big year for me on that because Heath had finally calmed me into listening to podcasts next thing you know he's doing a podcast which has been <laughs> kind of fun and it actually when I get to come up and do these it kind of gives me slaps me in the face whenever I've been slacking you know yeah but what's funny is is you know when you start getting yourself away from like listening to the typical music that you listen to and I've got a lot of young guys that I hang around that, mm -hmm. with my son and everybody so we listen to any kind of music you could possibly think of. And my, you know, used to hear people say all the time, garbage in, garbage out. It's true. It you know, is. it really is. And if true. you listen I mean, to the words of a lot of that stuff, yeah, it's garbage. You, it's and but I mean, it sounds good. It sounds catchy, but at the end of the day, you know, and that's been a big struggle, you know, for me a lot is staying consistent with putting good things in my mind all the time. And mm -hmm. I, I challenge anyone, if you really want to start progressing as a person, start putting positive things in your, in your ears to go to your mind, because it'll make a big difference. <laughs> if you, if you run around listening to, you know, some of these hip-hop groups and stuff, and I like them too, you know, even though I'm from East Texas, I like them too. Some of the newer ones for you younger folks. Yeah. But I'm not going to talk about them on the air. Um, if you sit around and listen to that all day, you're going to want to be like that all day. And, you know, and I, it's funny because it doesn't – it's great music. It's good to listen to. They're talented people. But it doesn't inspire you to get up and move and do things, not just work-wise, personal-wise, everything, yep. you know. So it's a, it's it's pretty it's pretty cool. I told y'all kind of the last time I want to give you some ideas of some personal systems, right? Mm -hmm. Because we talk about the systems and, and and some of the things implement and and why it's really hit me more this year is because I've always been good about it. But when you have a, a a baby, that throws systems way off. Okay, and it threw my systems way off this year. Okay, because everything went to haywire. Um, but let me give you a couple of examples of what a personal system can look like. Um, for me, I, I I'll sit there and always complain. Oh, I need to exercise. I just don't want to. That's right. just all there is to it. 
Now, if I schedule the time in and did it, what you have to do, I want to encourage you, instead of these New Year's resolutions of, of um, all these things that nobody ever does, have a New Year's resolutions to implement one or two systems that can help you personally grow and develop, personally develop your, your relationship with your wife, maybe. Sure. Or personally develop um, or, or with your husband or personally develop, um, uh, you know, just growing in professional environments. So let me give you a couple things. Um, one thing uh, that part of my system has been in the past, um, obviously, I have failed greatly lately with um, Brighton, but we're finally getting her into a routine. Um, Headspace. So this thing called Headspace, you can download this app, okay? I know it sounds kind of weird, but, like, I really got into the meditation thing in, in the Headspace. You are weird, dude. I found that, <laughs> that, and it's just one of those, here's what it is. The word meditation has a lot of weird things, but honestly, all it is is sitting in peace and quiet with your own thoughts and reflecting. And you'll be amazed that when you stop your mind from running and you're just reflecting, how much peace it kind of starts you with. So, um I started when I really got into that. I got my routine up a little bit earlier in the day. And the first thing I do after I get up is go sit down and, and I do the Headspace app. You can get this Headspace app, download it, and it kind of walks you through it because I knew nothing about it. And I started finding it very, very peaceful. Next was 10 to 15 minutes of reading some sort of book. Then I get up, go throughout my day. Um, and, you know, that was basically my, more, my, my, my personal system. Um, and then I always had podcast i listen to in the car versus radio that was like my personal development system okay right. now i've added things over the years so the grateful goals right that my wife and i do before we leave every morning we do the grateful goals that's a part of our personal system you know my wife's system is a little different it is when she gets off work it's an hour of a workout right like that's that's her thing okay those are things see all these people that you think oh they get so much done it's because they have a system like i set my days up to know that i got these things i can get accomplished could I do more if I wanted to? I can make excuses about working out. I could fit that in somewhere. I just don't want to do it. That's just the right. truth of the matter, okay? For sure. But I know I'm but but that's like that's the thing of my personal system. Right. And and and, and, and mind you, Heath is Heath's system is, is is good. That's that he's progressed to that. So don't try to do all that yeah. tomorrow. But the one thing that my advice would be, you know, talking about the first subject that we talked about with being a great husband or being a great mm -hmm. dad, commit yourself to every single morning or every single evening or two or three times a week, you know, from a parental perspective or a wife or husband perspective to just do a little something extra that, you know, your, your spouse does yep. that they don't have to do. Make it a conscious effort. Right. You know, um, I always, I try to help like Ava takes a lunch every day to school. Right. So I try to at least as many times a week as I can make her lunch. So Amy doesn't have to, Yeah. you know, or in the morning times, if I don't have to be anywhere early, it's kind of weird. They probably think they probably don't even know what you know. Most of the people where we go to school, they're like, "What the hell are these people doing?" Because yeah. there's mom and dad in the car. How weird is it? You know, I yep. go with my wife. We drop the kids off, go get her a cup of coffee, go home, and have a little time to ourselves to kind of talk for a little bit, and then we get up and move. Something consistent like that will will be huge for you, you know. And and don't you get you, that's what you need to do between now and New Year's is evaluate where's the what's the weakest part of your life whether it's in your personal maybe it is your personal development growth right because right. maybe your marriage is is uh, is stronger so maybe you got to pick it up over here implement a right. couple one or two things that you can block out nothing big wake up 15 minutes earlier read for 15 minutes a day that is one of the most if you're talking about personal development stuff <laughs> if you just literally start waking up 15 minutes earlier and just say i'm going to set a timer 15 minutes and read that's it yeah right nothing massive 
if you do that for 30 days, your life will change. Well, it's amazing how the little things can add up. I started doing this myself when I got, I would get home from work and I'd be, I just want to come home and I want to relax. I don't want to do anything. And I would sit down and, and, you know, we'd have dinner or whatever, and then we'd spend the rest of the night doing whatever. But I found myself saying, okay, what can I do? I don't want to clean the entire house every every night when I get home or whatever, but what can I do to make the house better or make our lives a little bit better before I sit down for the evening? Do I And you're thinking about this is perfect. This right, is creating yeah, a system. Like do I do I go I can go do a load of laundry. That takes me two minutes. I can yes. throw a load of laundry in and then I can go sit down and I can feel relaxed. Or I can And that, how much will your wife appreciate that? Oh, she'd appreciate it. She appreciated it tons because yeah. I mean, she, you know, she just knows you care. Right. Exactly. Or I can put it, you know, there's these papers have been sitting on the table for a week. We've been meaning to file them away or, or whatever. Put them away. Throw them away. Clean up one little area. Just something like do something before you sit down and get your mind in that. OK, I'm done for the day mode because I get there. You know, I, yeah. I get there. I think we all probably get there where yeah. we're like, I don't want to do anything else today. I'm done for the day. Yeah. Right. Leave me alone. Like, don't don't give me another chore to do. But. Uh, if you can just knock a couple of those things out before you get but, there, that's But see, it, what's interesting, huge. Matt, is this is what a perfect example of creating a system tailoring it to yourself is. I know me that by the end of the day, that stuff, that's why my system of things really start in the morning. Mm-hmm. So like, it, so it varies person. It's not yours is right for you. Yeah. Okay. But like mine is always, my stuff's in the morning because I know by the time the evening comes, like I, I get to that point where I don't do it. So it doesn't matter. You need to take a look at it and go, just, if your marriage is in, in is in trouble, look, start maybe every two weeks to have a date night, you and your wife right, somehow. Figure that sure. out. If you got to work a couple extra hours to hire a babysitter one night a week, your butt needs to be doing it to get some time. With, and sure. look, it ain't even going out dinner. Maybe somebody watching kids, why don't you pull up a, a start a little fire in the backyard and sit around with your wife and just we listen to her? We do it all the time. Okay? We, we do too. It. We love it. These things are important. And to start being the men that our wives uh, and, and being the the wives that your men um, are expecting vice versa start just actually paying an effort so looking at your personal life your business life whatever it is your marriage or any of that a system is simple do one or two things differently daily and or weekly commit to those one or two things and like i said it is simple as getting up and meditating for 15 minutes or reading a book 15 minutes or, or switch saying this year I'm not listening to the radio. I'm only listening to positive, inspirational podcasts. Or once every two weeks, I'm going to make sure that I carve a night out where I just sit down with my wife and or my husband and go out just kind of in the backyard, whatever, dinner, whatever, to listen and care. Right. And can I say, you know, when you start looking at what you want to do, you've got to be honest with yourself. And, you know, in any time. You don't have of, to make massive the shifts. The biggest thing that I've seen for me that's really, in, you know, progressed me, you know, to where I'm at today compared to where I was at even seven, eight, ten years ago was put other people before yourself. Yep. It makes doing those things a lot easier. If you don't, it's a lot tougher. And by any means, I am not a saint. So when my wife listens to this, she's going to be like, you better step it up. You know, <laughs> at the end of the day, you know. But the more you talk about it, the harder it is oh, for yeah. you not to That's do it, right? Because you're going to leave this. I mean, and you're I've not... actually had discussions yep. about I hate going on those podcasts because I'm, I'm not a pedestal guy. I'm not, I don't want to be put on a pedestal. Mm-hmm. I don't want anyone to think that I'm this great person because I, I, I feel like I'm getting better. Am I great? No. But at the end of the day, it does. It makes you really realize, and it's really been a, it's been a cool well, deal. Well, I, I just want to encourage everybody to go to this year with one or two things that you can make 15 minutes earlier doing a, a meditating or or reading or or every two weeks having time alone with your spouse like like these these little bitty things 
will add up to making your life drastically different. And going back to making it cool to be a cool father or husband, I think is something that I want to make a mission out of to really focus on next year as well. And Me too. Um, we're going to wrap up this third segment. Where they can find you, Robert? Uh, you can find me on LinkedIn. Yep, that's about that's all, all I got. said on but, LinkedIn. Uh, don't forget about <laughs> Big the social mm, media guy. burnt bagels. Mm, burnt bagels. <laughs> Spread it, folks. As always, you can look me up at Ignorance on Fire at Heath Oaks. Matt, appreciate it, buddy. And I hope you have a great New Year's and you stay you safe. Um, and we'll be back uh, next week.